Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and BetOnline is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, BetOnline is your number one source for your wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to BetOnline today and get in on the action. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to another episode of Topic Thunder. This is an interesting podcast. This is not your normal host. It is I, Maddie Double Dribbles, at Matt Tierney. Um, we are recording late, 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 late on a Friday evening, hours after the remarkable game uh, between the Oklahoma City Thunder and Cleveland Cavaliers. And we we could not... But we we simply could not do a podcast after that game, which is why we're doing it so late. And uh, we are here today with the one and only um, who, uh, seconds before we started recording, uh, realized that um, my co-hosts and I are both Swifties, huge Swifties. Um, And he has a Taylor Swift poster behind him uh, right now, if if we're watching on whatever video platform you're have. watching on our Alex live stream Roy. right now on our live stream alex <laughs> alex roig uh how, how are you doing on this very late friday evening i'm good man i'm great man i was i thought this was going to be a sad podcast um you know i thought mm. you know i thought we might go now you know after after last game we thought we were going to go 83 83 and 0 after today mm-hmm. i almost thought that we were going to go 1 and 81 like but we came back, man. It was amazing. Like, we'll get into that. But this team has some uh, – well, I mean, we've seen that over the last couple of years. We've seen that this team is very hard to, to just blow out. Yes, they had that Memphis game where we had a couple players out, and it happened. And, you know, we set a record, a dubious record in that. But for the most part, this team has always had this, – this group of players has always had a lot of fight in it. Um, and so, you know – there's not a lot of games where it's just like, you know, if you have mostly everybody healthy where they just get blown out and they don't try their hardest to come back. Um, mm-hmm. And today it was just basically that, man. Like they got down and whew, they came back. It was amazing and it was awesome. And I was cheering from my living room and we had like a lot of people over because my daughter's birthday and they were cheering. It felt like old times. It felt like, you know, like Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and and all of them were out there and they were playing. They were coming back. Paul, you know, the Paul George era, the Russell Westbrook. And so it just felt like that. It felt like that kind of Thunder experience was was coming back. Um, and it just felt it felt like these games had 
meaning they had consequence and so you know us being able to win mm. these games this this type of game was amazing yeah i uh, so to to sort of set the scene as, as to what happened here if you missed the game um it was a hard fought battle um for mogey uh the thunder were uh in cleveland and they were for the most part in control of this game the we'll get to single large item in a second but i, I think we can just kind of quickly do a, a quick overview of what happened um we were up most first half and then third quarter part of the fourth quarter cleveland just sort of stormed back they got their shooting they got their defense we know they have a defense they cut sort of locked in and to to really highlight the best part of this game uh, it to it, it it was for all intents and purposes a done deal the thunder were down 10 points 100 to 90 about 2 minutes left and ESPN's probability win percentage however they calculated that was probably at like 90% and somehow remarkably not only do we tie the game but we win the game Chet ties it with a with a with a three just goes down the court nails a three-pointer ties it at 102 door next possession after a stop hits a hits a great finishing layup uh to make it 104 102 and give a lead after that there was a couple of free throws um and that was it and we pulled it off it was it was a physical game it was a an exciting game um and it, it was just if you watched it from start to finish a, a fantastic game of basketball um before we get to the single large item i think i mean you you sort of hit a couple of uh general highlights about the game and feel to chime in with others but the one thing i do want to mention uh before we get to anything else is um the what i what I appreciated most about this team is that when it was the third quarter, when it was the fourth quarter, uh, when this was a, a rebuilding team, that third and fourth quarter would have 100% become we are down 15 points, we are down 20 points, and we would have had to claw and claw back, try and claw our way back. And sometimes we would hit times, but it'd be like a 50-50 thing. This time, when the Cavaliers were storming back, we held our ground. We were like within about a possession or two for the most part up until, like I said, that point uh, that was at the very end there. Um, and I think, I think Alex, you were the one that mentioned this, but I, I can't remember it. But that that difference between being a rebuilding team where you go down really, really significantly in the second half versus when you hold your ground, hold off the the opposing team's sort of surge. That is what takes from a uh, rebuilding team to a contender team. This was what makes us a contender team in the Western Conference. Right now, dare I say it, Alex, but we are... 2-0 and and the best record in the West Conference. Maybe, I don't think we're going to hold that title for very long, but it, it's safe to say right now we are a tender team, and these, these guys are resilient. They are 
they are going to step up to the challenge no matter how physical and no matter how intense the opposing team plays. I am so, so proud of what this team did. Yeah, it, it definitely was something to marvel and something to be extremely proud of, especially if you have actually, you know, stayed being a fan of this team and following this team through this this process, through this rebuilding process. Um, it was it was good to see, you know, a game like this. And, and here's the thing, just to kind of set this up, like, you know, let's not get you know, let's not get it twisted. So Cleveland was without Jared Allen. They were without they um, were. Darius Garland. You know, and yeah, so, but you're on the road and these are the games that, these are the games that matter whenever you hit your injury bug, because it's going to happen. It's the NBA season, 82 to 83 games long. You know, there's going to be times where guys sprain their ankles. There's going to be times where guys tweak their back, you know, strain, you know, strain a hamstring, whatever. It happens every season. Guys get COVID, you know, guys miss three to five games because of COVID. We've seen it happen with our own teams in previous years past. Um, and so having these games banked in the win column helps out whenever those situations happen, you know, in the in the doldrums of the season, whenever you're like in February and March and you're just like grinding to get to the end of the season um, and hopefully get to a playoff berth and thing, you know, things like that. Having these games banked in the in the W column is is great for your prospects of moving forward in the season and getting to the postseason. Um, so these are the games Absolutely. that you do need to win, and these are the games that they have, for the most part, these last two games, done it. You know, 20-point victory, four-point victory, doesn't matter. A W is a W. Exactly. So uh, Thunder win 108-105 in Cleveland. Um, like you said, uh, Cleveland with that was out with some – uh, Keyers, Chris Garland, Jared Allen. Uh, we we ended up still not starting uh, Bertans. Uh, Poku was not in. Jalen Williams, the other Jalen, was not in. Um, so most of the key players for us were in tonight. So I mean, obviously, injury bug has not hurt us yet. Um, so let's let's kind of transition now. We we need to get to single large item. And Alex, I'll start with you. Um, it, there was. With this game, you could go a lot of different directions. So I'll I'll leave the floor to you. What what was your single large item uh, for the game tonight with the Cavaliers? I mean, I'll just take the the low hanging fruit always with this team, and it's of course it's, you got SGA, Shea Gilgis Alexander. You know he he looked like he was having a rough time out there. Um, the refs were allowing physical play, and they weren't calling foul calls for him. And so for everyone that wants yeah. to think that. If for everyone that wants to think that SGA is just a foul merchant, just a guy that yeah. gets, you know, a third of his points from the free throw line, it's a game like this that shows that no, he's just happens to be a great player. And, you know, he does get helped out by the whistle from time to time. He forces the issue. He does get fouled. Um, but a game like this, playoff, it almost felt like playoff basketball, the physicality out there. Um, and it just shows you that. It, it, he's not a foul merchant. He he's not a James Harden per se. Like this guy is, he's a great player. He gets his points from many different points on the floor. Uh, just by evidence of looking at his stat line, he had 34, 34 points tonight. He had four assists, eleven rebounds. So once again, first game he had ten assists. This game he has eleven rebounds. Like he's helping the team in other areas other than just scoring. Uh, he shot fifteen right. to twenty six from the floor, 
still a great percentage. Uh, two or two from the three-point line. And let me tell you, some of those threes, you know, the, the two threes that he did shoot and that he did make, they were at they came at times that we kind of need, needed them. Um, and he was two or two from the free throw line. Like, think about it. We're talking about Shea. We're talking about the guy that people call a foul merchant. He had two free throws this whole game, and Cleveland was paying, playing him tough. I think I think it's important also to you're you're be I I appreciate Alex that you're you're being um you're being a, a good reporter on this because I I'm gonna take the incredibly biased <laughs> way here and say that the referees are screwing Shea Gilgis Alexander on this because oh the refs were yes, shit he did score I mean, two. They, I, yeah, they, I just don't want to get fined by Adam Silver, but the rest were shit. Yeah, listen, I'll take the fine. I'll put that on me because <laughs> the the two free throws that he took, it was an intentional foul at the very, very last uh, yeah, like, at the end. two seconds of the game. He had no free throws the entire game. And if you're watching this game, we posted, I, I think I posted a clip either on the Topic Thunder podcast. It might have been on mine, but there was some egregious fouls on Jay, mm-hmm. like, like like legitimate fouls and he just he is a star he is a star in this league the fact that he's not getting the star calls is is abhorrent to i mean just i mean just not even he's not getting the same calls he got last year which is baffling to me like it's just like i they had no sense it's like the referees had a referees only meeting after the season last year and we're like Yo, this can't happen again. We can't. Yeah. We can't free throw line a guy into being first team All NBA, which is what some people were saying. Is that you know he he yeah, literally was, got to first team All NBA because of what he did from the free throw line. Yeah, they, it's like it's like they looked at the the season stat sheet and they were just like, guys, we're giving Shea too many free throws. Like, what do we do? What do like, <laughs> it's like, well, surely it's not because they fouled him, right? No, we probably just didn't. We we're probably just being too nice to him, right? And they're like, "Well, we can't be nice to him now." So it was just like they just decided he gave you too many free throws when it's probably that he was legitimately drawing those fouls in the first place. So yeah, it, the whole thing, the whole shift, uh, this uh, beginning of the season with Shea and, and fouls is is has irked me to say the least. I'm I'm very frustrated with with what's happening there. And then on the other end of the floor, so one of the things that Dylan always talks about that you know, Shea can, can kind of improve on from the great season that was last year is, hey, improve on your defense. You were good defensively, become great. He had five steals Ooh. today and one block. Ooh. Like, that's a six-stock game right there. Like, you rarely see that from an offensive superstar. And, you know, he had, I believe it was, what, two blocks in a steal last game or one or one block, something like that. He just had one block um, last yeah, game. Yeah, it was, it was either one or two something blocks, like that. I remember. But five steals and and one block. Like he's doing it on both ends of the floor, and he's he's putting up MVP for performances here in the first two games of the season. I know it's a little bit, um, you know, hyperbolic and a little bit exaggerated to be saying MVP after two games. Um, but he has carried this team as a superstar should. And for anybody that had any doubt that he was a one A, that he's an alpha. Um, I guess these two games, you know, probably show you, you know, Team Canada probably shows you and just the improvement and just the confidence that this guy has. Um, just like he said on, on, on his Instagram, I guess, you know, I shouldn't be so humble. He just needs to go out there and yeah. do it. And he has been. Yeah. 
he, he has, has <clears> the confidence. <throat> and and I mean, conservatively speaking, he is a top ten player in the league. Conservatively speaking, uh, you can make the argument for top five if you if you want to be a little more aggressive. But conservatively speaking, I think he is top five. Uh, like defensively, he was great. I think if you um, and I'll get to Chet, he was my he was part of my single large item. But uh, between Chet and Shea, if you just like were to merge and then average their um, their their stats, uh, so like you said, Shea had five steals. Um, and so if you combine Chet and Shea's defensive stats, six steals total, eight blocks total. The seven blocks came from from Chet, five steals from Che. So just defensively, they were sort of balancing each other out in that category. Uh, both of them had an incredible stat night um, uh, defensively, and obviously Shea offensively did did what he needed to. So um, we could sit we could sit here and talk for hours and hours about Shea. Um, he is an all star. He is an MVP candidate. It, we'll say it forever and ever on this podcast. Um, but to, to move on to another outstanding performance tonight, to say the least. Um, Chet Holgram, Holmgren, Man. excuse me. Oh, yes. Yes. That's, listen, uh, Evan Mobley was two for eight in the first half. And I'm like 95% sure that the two field goals he made were when Mark Dagnall benched Chet while Evan Mobley was on the court. I'm almost confident that is when it is. Because if you watch that first half, and he he continued this throughout the game, but the first half was just a remarkable uh, difference between the, the two sides of this coin. When Chet was subbed off of the court, and Mobley was still there, he... He did everything he wanted. He was he was getting things at the rim. And when he didn't, if people were defending him and, and kind of collapsing down, he would just dish it out. He was getting whatever he wanted. And as soon as the second quarter happened, and as soon as Chet is back in, Evan Mobley is just just nothing. And if you if you remember, and for those of you that were here for the uh Topic Thunder fan meet last year when we played the Cavaliers. And Evan, I believe, was a pretty key factor of that game. And even though I think we won that game, but he was still a pretty big factor of that game. There, the fact that we have rim protection at all, let alone it is like elite, elite rim protection, is just, it's, it's, it, I cannot put it into words how effective he is defensively because. Yes, he's getting the seven blocks. We can see the stat sheet. But if you watch the game and you see some of these plays where it's not just Evan Mobley, like basically basically wussing out and not not going to the rim because of check. It's everybody. It's it's when they are in transition. And it's like I I think it was Isaac Okoro. I want it, it was him. It was in a transition play where was this, was this Isaac, before? Is this before he stepped on his face or after he stepped? I'm gonna on get his to. Face? I'll get to that. That's one of my. <laughs> that's one of my notes I put down. Shout out Michael Cage. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but Isaac Okoro in the first half, it was it was just the perfect representation of Chet Holmgren because it was 
it was basically just Isaac Okoro, and then Chet Holmgren was between him and the basket. And Chet and sorry, Isaac Okoro just just sized up Chet, didn't know what to do, lost the ball, and it went out of bounds, and it was just a turnover by Isaac Okoro. And that that's not going to go on the stat sheet as like Chet committed that block or that steal. It's just a random turnover by Isaac. But but if you watch the game, that's like he just he just creates such a presence that that people are frightened to go to the rim. People do not want to approach him. And it creates so much more impact than it shows up on numbers. So I I got it. Chet Holmgren's defense just as a whole, remarkable, especially in the first half, but obviously throughout the game. He was also uh, made some... I think I mentioned at the very beginning a, a very clutch three-point shot to tie the game. Offensively, he was he was shots three for four behind the arc. He like his outside shot is there. It he is his offense is is fantastic, right? But Chet Holmgren, Holmgren, gosh, I keep saying that Holmgren is my um my single large item. Um, and before yeah. we kind of wrap that up, I oh, go ahead. What no, go ahead, go ahead. Because I was just going to say, man, like, here's the thing. Like, offensive players, like a great scoring offensive player um, demands gravity. And so the entire defense focuses on the scoring of that player and focuses on the action of that player. And that's, you know, one of the one of the biggest things you want on your team is somebody that that elicits that gravity on offense because then it gives everybody else a chance to be that much better be that much open, so on and so forth. The allure of a big man is still to have that gravity on defense, to have that fear in the back of the mind of anybody that drives to the basket that, hey, the long arms of this person are going to be around here somewhere. Do I need to change my shot? Even if just a little bit, even if you change your shot a little bit, that means you're changing your confidence in that shot. And when you change the confidence in your shot, you tend to miss it sometimes. You know, there's times that you make it, yeah. But if you're thinking about it way too much, you tend to miss it. And so guys like Rudy Gobert, um, you know, just guys that, you know, that have long, that have length in the interior, they do that. Now, take that fear of, of Rudy Gobert and then sprinkle in some offense dust, you know, sprinkle in some perimeter shooting dust. You know, that's what, Utah kind of wished that they had with Rudy Gobert. They would, you know, he would still be playing in Utah right now oh, yeah. if he had some semblance of an offensive game. And this is what we're seeing now in this in this NBA. I think this is the next chapter um, of dynastic players going against each other between Chet and Wimby. We're going to be seeing these oh, two yeah. guys hopefully over these next, you know, over this next decade. And hopefully there's another player that comes in. Maybe it's Alexander Saar. Maybe it's somebody like that um, that comes in and just, you know, is, is just great defensively and good to great offensively. And so, you know, what I saw tonight was just a peek into, you know, it piercing the veil of the future of what the NBA may look like because Chet, his stat line, this is a chat, this is the stat line that we were hoping for. You know, 16 mm. points, 13 rebounds, seven blocks. You know, I I was I saw some of those blocks, and he's literally like Evan Mobley has a dunk. 
and he just comes up from behind and just kind of like taps it away from the rim and that's a block no sir like it was just some of those blocks the timing on those blocks is just amazing and we get to see that all the time you know um, he's gonna have plays like he did against Drummond in the first game, where you know he's he's falling on the floor and this is and that. Uh, 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 that hold that on, was not real. No, it wasn't real. That wasn't a uh, real video, Alex. Oh, yes, it's not real. Sorry, it's the, it's the Pruder film. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, okay. Just want to make that there are gonna be times where people use AI to make videos like that, where he's falling right, to the ground. Exactly. And we know it does not. That exactly. doesn't happen for real. Uh, but then you're mm-hmm. also gonna have videos like tonight, where he's basically taking another young big man and just just dominating him like here's the thing evan mobley and chet holmgren have very similar skill sets could possibly have very similar skills i think evan i mean i think chet holmgren is a lot better offensively he has a more refined game offensively don't get me wrong but what you saw out there was one of those guys has that dog in him one of those guys has that asshole attitude in him and then one of those guys is very passive. And we all know which one is which. And it's mm-hmm. great that the guy that has the dog in him, the guy that has the asshole in him, is, is the guy that French. plays for the Thunder. It's not what? <laughs> it's not French. <laughs> well, yeah. That, well, no, no, I wasn't talking about Wimby. I was talking about Evan Mobley. Oh, you know, oh, I thought that's we, what, Okay, that's... No, that's, no, no, no. Oh, no. Oh. Wimby has... Well, oh, I think Wimby has that oh. asshole and that dog in him. I think oh, that's what that's, I thought, that's why I thought I, you were. I thought you were spewing a hot no, take right no, no, now. No. I, was, I, I think that match is, is going to be great for years to come. Uh, the Evan Mobley one, where people that think too. that you know Evan Mobley is one of these big men of the future. Okay. He may be. Don't get me wrong. I see where you're going. Okay. Yeah, he may be. Yeah. But in this game, we saw what you know. He's very passive. He's very timid. Um, and so, you know, I'm glad that we got the other guy on our team and not not Mobley. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, a couple other things to to clean up the, the chat stuff. I mean, um, just remarkable was the uh had the most blocks by a rookie um by a thunder. Uh he did it in the first 21 minutes. So just like there's that. Um I, mean, I, I, I honestly thought we were in line for a five by five game. Like it looked I like that so at halftime. Too. Man, I, I, I wrote on the stat here too. He had seven, ten, uh, seven points, ten rebounds, uh, two steals, five blocks. Five blocks, yeah. Or no, two is five blocks, one one steal. Yeah. Um, so he was he was if he just had picked up a few more steals in the second half, he was definitely on the way. Uh, but you know, five by five is hard to do. I I uh, I tweeted it out, and Dylan had to correct me. I, I originally tweeted out uh, in parentheses five four five. Uh, and Dylan had to tell me it's five x five. I was like, I knew I messed that up. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the but defensively first half, um, that was a big a big reason we were in this in the first place. Cleveland was uh, stifled a three for twenty two from the three for uh, Cleveland from the first uh, for the first half. No second half chance points the first half. Um, I, I didn't write down what they were in the second half because they were a little bit better, but. Mm-hmm. Um, just really good defense in there. Um, so, so clean up a couple of other smaller items I had. Um, first thing I mentioned or wrote down was uh, congratulations, SGA. He continues his streak, 37 straight games, over 20 points. Um, that's just probably going to streak that continues in into infinity because he's always going to score 20. Uh, but he's now at 37 in a row. Yeah. 
Um, and then you mentioned it, the chat, um, when stepped, basically stepped on Isaac Kukuro. Um, this, this, this whole thing was ridiculous to me because, um, so Isaac Kukuro got hit by J-Dub accidentally on a rebound. He hits, whacks his head. He falls down. He's, he's clearly in pain. The normal procedure at this point is for Cleveland to like do, a, a like, a basically just like intentionally foul up the game, give him medical attention. None of that happens. And the play just kind of continues with Akuro basically under the basket. Chet drives because he's a dog. He's He's got that fire in him. He doesn't care if you're on the ground. You got to get up and, and play ball. Um, and he drives, accidentally steps on Akuro. It was basically when Embiid stepped on Grant Williams. It was almost that way. Um, which was... Like, obviously, hopefully, Okuro is okay. But the part that was hilarious and remarkable to me is that Michael Cage, God bless his soul, the homer that he is, um, it's nothing about Okuro. Like, okay, he was just like, thank God Chet didn't twist his ankle when he literally stepped on Isaac Okuro's head. Um, so I just want to mention that, like, shout out Michael Cage. He's the most homer uh, color commentator I have ever seen in any sport ever. Uh, hey, he, he knows just, who pays him. Know. He knows who pays him. It was just so funny. <laughs> it was like you're you. It was while they were showing an instant replay. Chet was literally stepping on his and Michael Cage like, oh god, thank goodness his ankle's fine. So um, <laughs> anyway, just very funny. And then um, I don't know if you saw this to uh, to sort of transitioning into general NBA, which we'll get to next. Uh, did you see that video that ESPN posted uh, with Dame on the Bucks and that whole thing? Did you see that fake video they posted by chance? Uh-uh. So um, ESPN fo- posted a video, and I just want to shout this out because it's so stupid and ridiculous. Um, if you remember during COVID, um, when everybody was like interviewing with the microphones, like a long yardstick, and they were like yeah. pulling it away from them. Um, for some reason, ESPN um posted a video with a yardstick microphone um obviously name is on the blazers at that time um he's talking about like i forget the exact quote, like how he's here to stay something like that blah 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 but somebody did a really good edit where they like masked over a bucks jersey on his jersey and then like put a bucks logo on the court behind uh-huh. him um and then used it and tweeted it as if like, oh, Damian Lewis is here to stay in Milwaukee. <laughs> like, blah, blah, blah. And it was ESPN. They just did it. It was just like, what are you doing? This is a fake video. Yeah. This is not real. And to make matters worse, Chris Haynes was interviewing him because he had the long microphone and they just cropped him out. They, they just they just didn't give... It was, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. So I, I needed to uh, mention that as well before we we wrap up those are all my notes um did you have any other other small things on the what yeah i got a, I got a pretty big people? thing here man list them out list them out let's go lou dort lou dort offensive lou man for awesome. for all the for all the slack he gets you know for being sometimes inefficient you know for you know sometimes calling his own number um tonight was a beautiful night from Lugans Dort. Like this is the mm-hmm. these are the times that yes, you know, for the most part we have 
you know, a, a three, four headed monster. That's Shay, you know, Chet, J Dub, and usually Giddy. Um, but tonight, Giddy was a little bit off, a lot of bit off. Um, and so we needed somebody to off. step up. Honestly, J Dub was off for about three quarters, and so he came alive. Today. Zay was a off too. In the, yeah, a little bit in the fourth. Uh, but Lou Dort, man, twenty-five points, nine of thirteen shooting. Like you know, that's extremely productive. Three of four from three, four or six from the line. Um, you know, he has six fouls. He used five of them. You know, it was it was a, a crazy game guarding guarding uh, Donovan Mitchell all night long. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a great job guarding him at the end of the game. No foul. He blocked that shot. Um, just shout shout out to Lou, man. Just like this would be a game. I I, I believe. You know, I don't know what Jerry Stevens is doing right now. He's probably sipping champagne. He's probably smoking a cigar, something like that. He probably was. Uh, probably has a gummy. Um, but he is extremely yeah. happy right now. Extremely happy. And you know w- what is it that he always says? You know, Lou, I hope I hope you're doing great, man. I hope you're doing good. I love you, man. Like he that it was that kind of <laughs> night. <laughs> it was that kind of night. So shout out to Lou Dort, man, and then shout out to J Dub. J Dub. You know, he had a uh, he had a rough game heading into, I believe it was the fourth quarter. And then he kind of stepped up a little bit and hit some shots, hit some threes. Um, but this is this. These are the types of games that a second year player has to get through. You know, they have to they have to know that you're going to have rough games. How do you affect the game in other ways or how do you stay? primed enough to where when your number is called you're able to hit those shots and you know you're able to to rack up those points quickly which he did you know i believe he had like two points heading into like the middle of the third quarter um and yeah you know great job by him staying ready and for anyone that wants to think that i have one more uh for anyone that wants to think that the the thunder are going to a hundred percent do development over results I think this game shows you that no, they're they're looking for results. Also, you know they played ten players, really played nine because uh, Michich only got six minutes. Um, but yeah. those guys off the bench, you know, they only got, I believe it was Casey Wallace. He got eighteen. Isaiah Joe got twenty-two, which is expected. Uh, but Wiggins Ooh. only got eleven. Jang only got eleven. Um, and so. When those guys weren't performing, when those guys were letting leads slip by or letting deficits increase, he pulled them. And that's what you got to do sometimes. Yep. That's what you, you got to do to win. Um, and so this game was definitely a results-oriented game, not a process-oriented game. And so shout out to Mark Dagnalt for, for doing what he needed to do to get the victory. And I think this team is ready to win. This team wants to win. Um, and so you know these little things that you see like this, you know, I, I do think it means that this team is ready to to hit that button and start winning, not just everything process, 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 but result, result, result. So that's what we saw tonight. Yeah, I I mean, thank you for reminding me about Ludor because um his yeah, his offense was great. I, I mentioned I tweeted at the very beginning of the uh the game because he hit some shot that was crazy, and I was just like uh, the fact that he made this first shot either means it's going to be really good or really bad. No one became because he's either going to take a lot of shots and miss them all or take a lot and make them all. He took a lot and make them all, made them all. So uh, shout out Lou. And then, yeah, Mark Mark did a good job with subbing Lou out and in at the right time because he had those five fouls. 
then he came back in when he needed to and, and stopped Mitchell on that last position. So, um, yeah, great, great performances, both their respective reasons. Uh, kind of going to the NBA as a whole, I feel like it, we can't, can't talk about this night in the NBA because like basically every game was uh, remarkable the sense that something crazy happened. Um, we were kind of talking about it before the, before we recorded, but um, if you just look at like all these scores, every single one of them is in within like one possession. Two, yeah, two went to overtime, <laughs> two went to overtime, the rocket Spurs. One I was watching a little bit, um, just kind of watching the Wimby highlights. Um, but like the Mavs Knicks or the Mavs Nets game, um, just a ridiculous shot by Luca to win that one. Oh my um, gosh, that shot was crazy, man. It was like unbelievable. Wanna, I like you want to talk about like happens. a knuckleball three. Like that was amazing. Bank shot. It's a, from, it's a bank from, shot. From the corner, or like from a diagonal, from the he was yeah. he was like leaning into the bench. He was like leaning toward the yeah. bench and just threw it up, and it just banked in, and and that would basically seal the game. Uh, the Nuggets Grizzlies game was ridiculously close too. I don't know if you saw the play that I saw with the the Jokic like I I don't know how to describe it other than a full court alley oop because that's what it was. He just he. I don't know how to describe it. He just he just grabbed the ball instantly when the ref passed him with one hand, just threw it like a quarterback, and it was just on a on a rope to Aaron Gordon, who just alley ooped it. It was one of the most amazing plays I've ever seen. I don't know when it yeah. happened in the game. It might have happened earlier on at that point, but remarkable. Um, obviously Thunder Mavs game was very close. Um, the the Heat Celtics game was pretty close the entire time. It was on around the same time as the Thunder. Uh, Bulls one by one. The the Jazz beat the Clippers by two. Every game, the first like six games in a row, ended with yeah. one possession game ending. So just, yeah, just there was whoever there was wrote a- the script for the NBA was <laughs> did a great job. Today. Yeah, there was eleven games tonight, and you know. You know that the randomness of the NBA, if there's 11 games in a night, you're going to have at least two or three that end up being blowouts. It, it just happens. Yeah. And, you know, in this league, if you play that many games, two to three of the games are going to be at least 15 plus. The biggest margin of victory was 12 points today. And that was the only one that was in double digits. That's crazy. You know, and yeah. hey, shout out to the Rockets for being 0 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, you love to see it. Um, Paul George, shout out, got their six point tonight. I was kind of glancing through some of the stats. Paul George, 36 points for the Clippers. Oh. He he lost, which is good for us, kind of, but yeah, shout but, out. You know, still, still um, got Russ. Shout out, Russ. Shout out, PG. Still yeah, shout him. out, Russ. Shout out. Yeah. Basically, the, the Thunder from three, four years ago on that yeah. team now. Um, but yeah, just, just a, a crazy NBA night. Um, a lot of sports. NBA is back, man. It's sports. so much so awesome that the NBA is freaking back. Like, I love this. Yeah. I love this sport. Yeah. A lot. It's, this is this is the uh, what's it called? The the sports solstice. There's all four sports happening right now. Yeah. Um, with the World Series, basketball, hockey, football. Um, Shout out the great World time to be series, alive. man. Texas great games, Rangers, baby. 
I'm I'm going for my Rangers. They 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 had a great game. I love Garcia or Aldis Garcia. What guy. yes. Um, that guy's becoming a superstar right before our eyes. He's so awesome. I love he, he, he reminds me of a he's like he's I think he's gonna be like the next big poppy. Uh, that's what I was thinking too. He's got that clutch gene. He's got that mm-hmm. clutch gene. Um, but yeah, so sports, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Thunder, what a win for the Thunder. I'm glad we got to uh kind of speak our thoughts on it because um who I mean I assume we're gonna have more games like this, but you know, you never know how many have down the road so it's always good to just get something out there for the podcast and and just enjoy enjoy and bask in the glory of this win because it's not just a win it was a well earned win um with a lot of um fighting a lot of things we can take away future we we gained some physicality tonight some endurance some yeah some um we we hardened as a as a competitor tonight i feel like um just a great game so alex do you have anything else to add before we we sign off here no man no great victory uh great come from behind victory and and like i said these are the ones that you want to go ahead and bank in the in the w column so that whenever you have your injuries and you have your difficulties in the season it doesn't hurt you as bad amen all right well thank you for listening topic under podcast um Hopefully next time you'll have your normal normal hosts back. Um, it's been a while since I've done this, but I appreciate you. You did a great in. job, buddy. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, please, please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love to uh, have a five star review. Um, leave a comment too. We watch. We uh, I I at least um, look at those uh, very often. So do the others on the podcast. Please. Leave us feedback. Uh, follow us at OKC Topic Thunder. We post highlights of every game. That is the commitment. I'm out via me. Uh, I'm going to try to do it every game so you can stay tuned if you can't watch live. Um, so at OKC Top Thunder. Um, if you have not done so already as well, we are doing our fan meetup January 13th against the Magic. Check the tweet on Twitter um to get your tickets there i don't know i don't really know how many are left to be honest i i should have asked you guys beforehand but uh there's still some left if not fresh out of luck but you better check you're going fast um so january 13th i'm looking forward to that seeing all fellas seeing all you guys um that'll be exciting um so please follow us there um hoop when you can also also before hold on also uh, make sure you check out our our website. Uh, oh. So OKC Topic Thunder at WordPress.com. And so on there we have yeah we're yeah. Our, yeah dot WordPress.com dot um it's a website yeah yeah so we have uh we have game previews you know we have the up to date salaries the up to date asset page uh, for the Thunder um and then the up up to date schedule so make sure you look at that. You know, keep tabs on the Thunder through through that website and uh, keep tabs on the Thunder through our, our, you know, through Twitter, through X. Through X. OKC Topic Thunder dot WordPress dot com. Com. It's the website. Doc. So let's recap. Alex, let's just let's just recap all we said just there. Uh, please, please follow at OKC Topic Thunder. Go to OKC Topic Thunder dot WordPress dot com for 
for all of your latest uh, news and hoop when you can. And as always, especially tonight, Thunder Up. Thunder Up. Thunder Up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.